Today's episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Stitcher, and the podcast starts now. Hello everybody, this is Roger Hoover, and welcome to this edition of the Roger Hoover Podcast. I'm with you from Trustmark Park in Pearl, Mississippi. This is a Friday, June 24th, 2016, and I hope everyone is doing well. And uh, for me, the All-Star break has come and gone for the Southern League, and we are in the second half of the season. Yesterday, it was nice to see Jacksonville earn an 8-3 win over the Mississippi Braves to start the second half. So things already looking up for the Suns, who finished 30-40 and during the first half of the season. And then we had the All-Star break earlier this week. It was great to see my family. My mom and dad came down from Tennessee to Jacksonville for the weekend, and Father's Day especially, always good to spend with my dad. He's done that the last few years, kind of wherever the suns are. Uh, if it's in good driving distance or in Jacksonville, he's been able to come down and hang out during the All-Star break. But I uh, had a good time with them on Monday, seeing some spots around St. Augustine, and then uh, Tuesday really just had a nice day uh, to myself, kind of on the beach, and just really starting to relax. Wednesday, we had a long bus ride from Jacksonville to where we are now, Mississippi, outside of the capital city of Mississippi, Jackson in Pearl, and then the Suns are staying in Flowood, Mississippi, uh, where it's very, very warm. Temperatures are going to be in the upper 90s all week long, but things are going well. It's a fun part of the baseball season when you get to start the second half, and the Suns got to play spoiler at the end of the first half, keeping the Biloxi Shuckers out of the playoffs, and now Jacksonville will really try and compete for a second half title, so that the Suns can get back to the postseason for the first time since 2014 when the Suns did take home the Billy Hitchcock Trophy and won the Southern League. But right now, the opponent for the Suns is the Mississippi Braves, and I want to go back to an interview we played earlier in the season. Dansby Swanson is the top prospect in the Atlanta Braves organization. He was the number one overall pick of last year's draft by the Arizona Diamondbacks and then played out the rest of last season in the Diamondbacks organization but was traded in the offseason to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Shelby Miller trade, one of the really big trades the Atlanta Braves are making to help build towards the future. But earlier this season in April, just a couple days after he'd been called up to AA Mississippi, had a chance to sit down with him and talk about his Vanderbilt days, going through the trade, and really what he hopes the rest of this season will look like. So even if it is just over a couple months old, uh, still pretty good perspective on Swanson, who had a home run last night against the Suns, and overall three of his four home runs have come against Jacksonville. So the Suns at times have seen really some of his best, but he's a very talented player and one of the better prospects in the game. So wanted to share this conversation during this episode while the Suns are playing here in Mississippi against the AA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves, the Mississippi Braves. And coming up in the next few weeks, we'll have a Jaguars-themed episode as we get closer to the start of Jacksonville Jaguars training camp. I had a chance earlier this season to catch up with Blake Bortles and also Malik Jackson from the Jaguars, so looking forward to playing those conversations for you. So I'll have some good guests coming up in the next few weeks as the baseball season rolls along. But for now, enjoy this episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast with Dansby Swanson. First of all, Dansby, I know it's been a whirlwind few days for you going from the Carolina Mudcats to the Mississippi Braves, but how are you feeling? Uh, feeling pretty good. Just trying to get back into a little bit of a routine and 
and sleep schedule because uh, it got so thrown off that one night. But um, you know, the transition has been easy because of you know all the guys on the team, and the staff. They've made the transition easy for me, so I'm very thankful for that. What was Saturday like for you? When did you first learn you were going to the Double A level, and then you finally get to Jacksonville and had a great game, uh, driving the tying run in the third, had a two-run homer later. There was a difference. Uh, I was, I guess it was Friday night. I found out, and they pretty much said that I was, you know, flying down to Jacksonville the next day to meet up with the Double A team. Uh, so it was just kind of, uh, I guess you just got to get your stuff together, and it was a little bit stressful getting everything together and moved out of my apartment and everything, but. Um, nevertheless, more exciting. And then you had that great performance. Uh, when you look back to that game you had against the Jacksonville Suns, uh, just how rewarding was it to get that first hit of that out of the way, get that first double-A home run out of the way? I mean, I guess that's how you can look at it. Uh, for me, it's just another game, and um, I've always enjoyed playing it, whether it's, you know, when I was in T-ball or at the double-A level. So that's just kind of how I approach things, and, uh, you know, hopefully it'll work out for me. Started the year with the Carolina Mudcats. Uh, how'd you feel in your time with Carolina, and what do you feel like you really learned during your time in the Carolina League? Uh, I guess I just learned about you know being able to play every day. Um, you know, in college you're playing four times a week, sometimes five, but here it's a it's an everyday process, and I feel like that's uh, probably the biggest thing. Just making sure you take care of your body uh, was one of the biggest things I learned, and um, also just kind of making adjustments on the fly and how important that is. So. Uh, Carolina League was fun. Uh, had a great team, great teammates, uh, great staff as well. So, uh, you know, we made the, met the best of what we could. Going back a little bit in terms of your background uh, from it, around Atlanta, did you grow up in a big Atlanta Braves fan? Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone pretty much from that area grows up a Braves fan. And, um, you know, they were spectacular back in those days. So um, something we're trying to build towards now. Did you go to any playoff games or any big games the Braves had when you were growing up? Not really because um, I was always playing and stuff too. So I didn't just have all the time in the world to – drop my stuff and go watch a Braves game, but um, we always followed them, watched them every night. Uh, it was just a matter of going to the stadium or not. And then what led to you uh, choosing to attend Vanderbilt University? Uh, honestly, it was pretty much the only school that really recruited me. Um, I know people are like, wow, only them, but I mean, it, it is a pretty darn good school, and uh, just so I haven't worked out that that's where I ended up wanting to go once I got recruited and went on my visit. Just kind of fell in love with it, so... And a lot of people talk about how, play, especially in player development, winning really helps people develop and helps get people ready to contribute at a higher level of baseball. And I'm sure you felt like at Vanderbilt, with the way you guys are able to win, obviously winning a national championship, getting to go to the College World Series a few times, that that really had to help you out before you even made it to professional baseball. Yeah, I think that um, the biggest thing is just development. And, uh, you know, at a school like Vanderbilt with the phenomenal coaches that we had and the competition that we played against on a daily basis, whether it was in the scrimmages or in the SEC, really prepared um, you know, me for this stage right now. Uh, it, it's, it's truly the best program in the country, and um, you know, it kind of shows with just the, the guys that are in, in the major leagues right now. I believe there's nine or ten guys um, that went to Vanderbilt. They're on current major league rosters, and uh, numerous others are in pro ball as well. So it speaks volumes to the program, and you know, I definitely wouldn't be in this position without it. What was draft day like for you last year? Did you have an idea you'd be the number one overall pick? Somewhat, uh, but not, you know, it, you never know what can happen in a draft. Uh, it's always kind of a whirlwind, and, you know, we were playing that day, so I didn't really have the luxury to just sit down and relax and enjoy all of it. Um, luckily, it worked out to, we're all still able to hear my name get called and everything like that, but it was right after we'd won a, game, a really, really big game, so um, it was pretty awesome. 
Then you signed your contract with the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, just in a simulated game at the spring training complex hit by Jan Lopez. Uh, where did, exactly did the pitch hit you on the face, and uh, what was your recovery process like after that? Pretty much right in the mouth. Um, I got 14 stitches, nine on the outside and five on the inside. And uh, it was, honestly, I don't really remember it, so details are a little blurry. Um, but the worst part was I didn't really, I didn't break anything no teeth missing or anything like that. It was just a concussion to deal with. was was not fun. Uh, it was probably, it was like a three week process to get over my concussion. So uh, that was it was not fun just because you're limited on pretty much everything that you can do. And if you start feeling bad, whether it's from the concussion or not, you have to stop doing whatever you're doing. So it's not a fun process. I'll tell you that. And now you're still wearing the jaw guard every time you come up to the plate. Is that something you're going to stick with for a while? Uh, I don't have any plans of not wearing it, so um, I guess if that answers your question, then then that's my answer. (laughs) And then a bit of a surprising uh, change, too, for you coming into this year, learning that you were traded to the Braves organization. Just what were some of the different emotions you felt when you first learned the trade? I mean, a ton, just because, I mean, I'm sure you've never been traded before. I mean, you don't really I've changed organizations. Yeah, but you you just don't know what it feels like, I guess, when when someone gets traded, you know, what they have to go through. you know, obviously, I'm grateful for the Diamondbacks and, and everything that they did for me and the opportunity that they gave me. And you know, they wanted to go in a certain direction, and that's something that I had to, you know, pretty much come to terms with. Uh, and then, obviously, it made it a little bit easier being traded back to your hometown team. Uh, you know, playing for the team that you grew up watching is always pretty comforting. And you know, I was just excited to uh, to be given this opportunity to, you know, excel at the best of my abilities. And you also had some chances in big league spring training as well, and I'm sure you got to know Ozzie Albies pretty well. Uh, we saw him as the starting shortstop from Mississippi uh, before you got here, then both of you guys promoted at the same time to a higher level. Just what's it been like getting to know him and also, in a way, competing with him? Ozzie's great. Uh, he actually rode with me pretty much every day of the field during spring training. Uh, you know, we definitely had a lot of time to build a bond with one another. Uh, he's a great kid. Uh, we both love Chipotle, so we pretty much would eat there. <laughs> Whenever we got the chance, um, but yeah, he's awesome. I loved getting to know him. Loved, you know, being able to just watch him play and pick up some things from him. And I'm hopefully the same, uh, you know, with with him watching me and stuff like that. So, I think the biggest thing is we don't really look at his competition. Um, you know, we're just enjoying trying to to be the best that we can be on an individual level, and then um, you know promote that into you know having a really good team. So now you're at the AA level, uh, only a couple of games in, but what do you feel like you really need to work on your game to show the Braves that you're ready for the next steps in your career, whether it's AAA or the major leagues? I mean, that's that's not even – that's kind of out of my control, to be honest. Um, you know, they're going to have their opinions and beliefs and, uh, I guess, have their thoughts on what I need to do better or, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But for me, it's just to, to be able to play every day, stay healthy, um, just kind of pick up on tidbits as I go. And I've always said, you know, the, my goal is always to be the best version of myself every day. So if I can take care of that, then all the other things will fall into place. Well, Dan's, we have enjoyed watching here in Jacksonville. Just best of luck moving forward. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, I appreciate it. Well, a great conversation with one of the better prospects in the Southern League, Dansby Swanson. He was also named a Southern League midseason All-Star, just like seven Jacksonville Suns were named Southern League midseason All-Stars, so they all had a good time at the event earlier this week here in Pearl, Mississippi at Trustmark Park last Tuesday. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Roger Hoover Podcast. I, again, thank all of you for listening today, and I hope you will also get a chance to enjoy some Jacksonville Suns baseball over the next few weeks. And until next time. Play the waltz, Roy. I remember the night
my little darling, the night there. 